0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, I'm your host, and I'm pleased to just be with you again, to be here in this space together. I wanted to say hello to the listeners in New Zealand because I noticed um, recently that I have actually quite a few listeners there, so it's not a place that I've ever been, but I have heard that it's quite similar to um, actually what it's like here in British Columbia in some ways. So it looks gorgeous, looks beautiful. Um, But thank you to everyone for listening, wherever you might be in the world. It's, um, it's wonderful to connect. And I'm always so surprised at some of the messages that I get that you guys find, you know, what you find the little pieces of information or Um, Little tidbits or a story or something that I might tell you or share with you um, that how much it actually makes a difference that, you know, there's there's something that you can take from each episode. And I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but I guess I'm just didn't realize to what extent, you know, that it that actually reaches you. So I'm really glad and I'm really pleased to hear that it does. So thank you so much for that. Um, I hope everyone is well and happy. It's definitely, um, it's a funky time energetically, I will say. I do think that there's a lot of emotion rising to the surface for people especially over the last week or so. So we're now middle of February. By the time this will be released, yeah, it'll be middle of February. So, you know, there's a lot coming up. So uh, today I wanted to share with you a little bit about the angels because really the angelic realm, it was my first entrance into this world, you know, this metaphysical world. And also I wanted to share a bit of an experience that happened to me as a – when it comes to uh, receiving signs. Okay, so I guess I'll start with the signs just because it was um, recent and it's just a little story that we can kind of use to open up into this discussion. So last week, I had had um, some difficult uh, medical circumstances. And you know, some of you might know that I do have diabetes, and it's something that I have been really struggling to uh, control and to get a handle on. And um, you know, it hit sort of a point where it was crisis mode. You know, so I was I was really stressed and worried about that, um, and also some complications due to the diabetes, which um, is really another whole thing. But I was quite stressed about that. I had been dealing with an emotional situation with someone from my past who had been quite threatening, quite um, aggressive towards me recently. So that had been going on, and then um, I can't even remember what the other thing was. But there was a there was a bunch of pretty major, pretty intense life. Things happening, you know, so um, You know when you get to that point where you're just overwhelmed like you just literally cannot take one more thing Um, so that's that's sort of for the point that I was at so I had spoken to spirit And I had even just called on every single one of my loved ones in spirit. So like every single person in spirit that I know, which actually now as I get older is the list is growing. You know, it used to be that there was only a few, you know, that I would, have talked to in spirit now the list has grown to include you know many more people so it was quite a lengthy list i named you know my grandpas and my grandmas and my uncle and yeah you know, all these people that friends and previous clients and i asked them all for help and i also was calling in the angels i was calling in my guides ascended masters teachers like it just anyone and anyone that could help. I realized that I needed all the help that I could get. And I just said, please, I do not know the next step. I don't even know where to start with this. Like, Can you please just help me? And so it was pretty emotional. Um, and the next day I was driving I was driving in my car and I had been crying. So I was just overwhelmed. That's what I do when I'm overwhelmed or frustrated or even when I'm mad or sad. Like The crying is just my way of dealing. That's just what happens to me. I, I do cry from all of those things. And um, I happened to look out my window and I just looked beside me and there, there, there was this one single bubble like a bubble that you would blow like you know like kids blow bubbles but it was almost like seeming to be floating beside my car (laughs) I was just like it made me stop it made me laugh it was so cute this one single bubble I looked on the sidewalk I looked around like there was nobody out blowing bubbles that I could see Uh, also it's winter so it's not common for that to be happening It's not like it's in the summertime. Um, So it made me laugh. It made me kind of stop in my tracks. And I just felt that it was Spirit's way of saying, we're with you. Almost like we're wrapping you up in this bubble. You know, like you're, you're protected. You're okay. And so it really did, you know, lift my spirits. And then I was talking about it, you know, and thinking about it. And I thought, well, you know, yes, it is a sign because I felt it was a sign. But, you know... It could have literally just been someone deciding to blow a bubble, even if that was the case. It still, I feel, was meant for me to notice it. It was spirit nudging me to look in that direction at that moment, you know, all those things. So then the next day, we we went out, my daughter and my partner and I, we were driving along Low Heat Highway, and I, can't, I think we were talking about one of the situations. I don't know. It was still, like, it's been a stressful time. Like, it's just been very heavy energy for me. And uh we were talking about it and I looked over and there was again this single bubble just floating along in the in the air and I was like, okay, two days in a row, that is not coincidence. You know, and I just felt like I almost put tears in my eyes because I'm like, they really want to make sure that I got it, that I understand this. And so it was pretty cool. It was pretty amazing and One of my students and um, I think it was like the week prior or two weeks prior, she had told me that she had received the same sign. She got a, a single bubble just floating in the air too. So it was pretty amazing and I think that it's one of those things that yes, you can dismiss it and yes, you could say that it's just coincidence or whatever, but I know because of the way that it felt and also because I had reached out and I had asked for help So it was just so reassuring. So the reason I share it, I never want to be like telling you guys my difficulties and my struggles. It's not so that you can, you know, tell me it's going to be okay and I don't want anyone feeling any, you know, sorry for me. It's not that. It's just that I don't want anyone to worry about me either. But it's just that I think that it's important for me To share when I do struggle, because I think there's a misconception that people think that once you get onto a spiritual path, or if you're a spiritual teacher, you work with spirit, you're a medium, that you must have all the answers, you know, and you must always live in this perfect bliss. And I'll say this, I do celebrate the good, you know, and I am a very positive person. But at the same point, I am also human, and I do experience grief um, I do experience challenges emotionally, physically, spiritually, just like anyone else. And so I think, you know, it's it's important for us to know that we all We'll face our challenges at some point, and that spirit really is there for us. So, if you're open to it, you know, if you're open to receiving those messages, if you're open to receiving those signs, so that's why I share it. I just want to make sure you guys know that. Um, so, I thought that was cool. So, when we talk about angels, I'll say this: the difference between an angelic being and a spirit is that for the most part, Angels have not lived human incarnations, human lifetimes before. There's two in particular that I know that have walked the earth, like Archangel. Um, I can't remember if it was Metatron, um, but that was the prophet Enoch, apparently. He, he lived a physical human life. Um, and then there was another one as well. But um, for the most part, they haven't. And so they are pure light, pure love. They are seated, you know, right beside God. So this high vibration, beautiful, pure energy. They don't understand about um, jealousy, envy, ego, anger, you know, all of these things. They're just like high vibrational beings. And really they are the best friends that you could ever ask for because they always see you as perfection. They see you with unconditional love. There's absolutely nothing that you could do that would change their mind about how they feel about you. And so, yeah, that's their, that's sort of their essence. Now with spirit, the spirit worlds. these are people, you know, who lived a human life and passed to spirit, and that they're now in spirit and they're spirit people. And so they, Yes, they go through a bunch of healing. Yes, they become more aware. They can see the bigger picture in life, but they don't automatically become saints. You know, they they still have um their their um they still maintain, you know, their personality and all the rest of that. So I would say, you know, with with spirit generally when we're talking about if you're going to have a mediumship reading, it's your loved ones. It's your people that you've known. It's your you know, family members, friends, people that you've known in life who have passed a spirit, and they're coming through to bring you messages. Now, if you were to have an angel reading, the difference is these are your guardian angels and or sometimes archangels who might be working with you, and they would come through with messages. To me, it's more of a intuitive, psychic level. They're coming through with information and insight about your life and, you know, ways that they can bring you some assistance in different areas of life with work, relationships, health, those types of things. So when I first started this work, um, I was really drawn to work with angel cards. So I would I would read them for myself. I would pull a card for myself every day, and I loved reading for friends and, and things like that. Just giving them a little, you know, a little three card reading, giving them some insight. But the minute I started recognizing that my guardian angels were with me, like things started to change. I started to then become more and more intuitive. I started to become more and more open because it's almost like I recognized their presence in my life, and then they came swooping in as if to say, "Finally, she gets it. She she's aware now." <laughs> so um, I definitely felt a closeness to them and. I think with the angels, you know, they really can't—they really can't help us unless we give them permission. As human beings, we do have free will. You know, we have the, that as a as a part of our human experience. And so, unless it's a life or death situation where it's not your time to go. Yes, they can swoop in without us having to, you know, having to reach out and ask. But um, for the most part, with everything else, if we need assistance, we'd like assistance from the angels, we do need to ask them to help us. And they'll gladly do it. Now, they don't solve Problems for us, they will guide us. They'll put us in the right direction. They'll nudge us. They might put the right person in front of us that could help us. I recently had that with um, someone in my my life who's a client and also a student. And um, you know, this person I feel was very much placed. Not placed there only for this purpose because I do feel like I have a purpose, you know, to, to help her as well. Um, but really, she was kind of nudged intuitively to ask me if I needed some help with some, something. And you know, in true Melissa fashion, it's like, no, I mean, yes, I was like, yes, I do, I'd love to. But when you know, it's like always the the big you know difficulty in finding time, you know, for for these things, um, to do with my health. And so, um, you know, she, I think was very much into, well, she is very in tune with spirit, but also with the angels. And I think the angels were like, no, ask her again, ask her again. Um, until finally I was like, yes, I'm ready. And yes, I can make the time. And yes, I'm going to make the time for this. And it proved to be extremely helpful. So I do think that (laughs) the angels do orchestrate these kinds of things. They can also give you a little bit of a, it's almost like these little breadcrumbs, you know, they leave a trail of breadcrumbs for you. And sort of you get this bit of information, and then it opens the door to another bit of information. And that's how they can help you. Sometimes it's bringing you like those little signs, sometimes it's bringing you a blessing, you know, just an unexpected kindness that can mean so much. So that's, you know, that's kind of how they work. Now, I I would say because they haven't been human, sometimes it might be difficult for them to truly, truly get it when we are upset about certain very physical world human things. They're there to guide us, and they're definitely there to comfort and to bring healing. But in that case, if there's certain things that you may feel that your spirit guides be, might be more... Um, Attuned to that kind of problem or that kind of you know issue, the human issue, issues, because they remember, you know, they've they've been human, you know, so they know that experience very well. Um, or your spirit guides, you know, so spirit guides are usually um, spirits that have agreed to. Stay in spirit while you come here to the physical world, and from spirit they will literally guide you. You know, so kind of be um, there for you and to kind of watch over you during your your human experience. So sometimes people say, "Well, if we all have these guardian angels, then." you know what why do bad things still happen you know or or why would our angels ever let anything like violence murder war all these things happen and the truth is you know that i feel yes we all have angels whether we know about them or not whether we Believe in them or not, they're there. They are assigned to each one of us, but not everybody listens to them. Not everyone's even aware of them, and there's also people who are so disconnected from their soul that there that enables them to be, you know, doing these heinous acts and, you know, acting in in ways that are unkind and violent and all the rest of it, hateful and and all of that energy. So the reason I feel so passionately about helping people to know their own soul and to connect with their soul, connect with spirit, connect to God is because imagine if every single person was connecting in that way there would be no there would be no violence there'd be no war there'd be no murder there'd be no abuse there'd be no, none of that because we would all be so connected to source we'd be all so connected to god and to ourselves that that could not be a reality you know that that sort of evil now the other thing is people have asked me, well, what about murderers? You know, what about people who do commit these crimes against humanity? They do have angels. They do have guides. They do not, they are not connected. They are, they are not even uh, remotely aware of those, um, you know, beings around them. So, of course, that's how they're able. You know, they're able to to go through with some of those things. Also, we could get into a bigger, huger discussion about um, free will, and and also this idea that perhaps. There are soul contracts and things that people have agreed to do um, for the progression of, you know, the soul and progression of humanity. So, you know, it's it's bigger than all of us, you know, and that's a totally different topic for a totally different show. But that gives you the gist of it. So what I would offer you guys is, you know, this idea that you already have these angels with you. Why not explore it? Why not open yourself up to learn about them and to bring them into your life however you can? Um, I think the biggest part of it is intention. You know, your intent is so, so powerful. So definitely intend to bring them in and you will. Um, one way that you can recognize an angelic presence is it's sometimes you might see sparkles of light. I tend to see it mostly with my physical eyes when I'm outside or near water. Um, that's when I tend to see them. You might also notice that you might get warm. Angelic energy does feel quite warm. It's a tingling kind of sensation at times. Other times it could be just a sense of like when I got the the two bubbles that I got. I do feel like, yes, it was spirit, but I also feel there was some angelic energy there because it just felt so, um, what's the word, like kind of whimsical, magical. There's just like this beautiful kind of vibration. It's a beautiful feeling when angels are around. Now, angels do leave feathers. They do leave coins. That is common also with spirit. But um, angels are also super connected to nature and music. So if you want to attract angels into your life, listen to beautiful music. I had a client years ago who was going through a really difficult time and He just couldn't understand why he wasn't – he didn't feel like he could connect with anything good in spirit. He was just – there was a lot of fear. And I remember tuning in to him and saying, I feel like all you're listening to is, like, death metal. Like, it's just – your music is so harsh, and I feel like it's so loud, and you're listening to it all the time. And he's like, yeah, that's all I listen to. And I'm like, okay – Do an experiment for me, try, even just for a few days, to switch it up and listen to some beautiful music, some music that is high vibrational, and see if that doesn't change. Because literally, that energy of that dark kind of music is too heavy for the angelic energy to really penetrate, you know, it's just the angels are in that high, high vibration. And so for them, you know, that they're not attuned to that. So you, you kind of want to make it more beautiful. The other, and it did work, um, by the way, it did work for him. So that was a good a good lesson for both of us, you know, just to see that difference that it can make. The other thing is to spend time outside, spend time in a beautiful place. Go for a walk, clear your mind, connect with the elements. That's going to be a way to invite in the the angels, you know, to invite them in. You could work with angel cards. That's another great way. Reading stories about angels. There's the Chicken Suit for the Soul series. I love those books. And there's quite a few about miracles, angels, heaven, you know, all that stuff. I would totally recommend reading those stories and getting really familiar with those. That tends to kind of invite them in. Um my favorite angels, I would say. Um, I'll give you like a little a, a little bit of a rundown. Now I know Archangel Michael is everyone's seems to be everyone's favorite. He's very popular. He's very good looking as well, the way that I see him, and he's quite good looking. Um, but he's got that protective energy. He is a beautiful one to really Um, When you're working with children or if you've got children who are quite sensitive or who are also empathic or little mediums themselves, you would want to teach them from a young age to empower themselves to ask for Archangel Michael to come and and sort of wrap them up in a beautiful bubble of light and protection. When my daughter was little, we talked about Archangel Michael often, and she would always just say when she was scared or she needed anything Angel Michael, <laughs> she would just summon him that way. <laughs> um, so he's great. He comes with that blue sword, you know, so very much like that warrior. Um, Archangel Raphael in that emerald green light, he's the healing angel, mind, body, and soul. And he works with healers. He works with doctors and nurses and counselors and therapists and teachers and all of those, you know, all of those people that are really light workers. He's kind of there their uh angel um archangel seraphina i love she always appears to be in a magenta light and she is the angel of love and families so if you're wanting to kind of strengthen that or work with with that energy you could definitely call on her Archangel Daniel is the angel of marriages, and I feel like he is very level-headed. He's he seems to be very down to earth in his approach to things, and I think he's a fair listener. So you can invite him to come into your relationship if there's any kind of uneasiness or you know any kind of conflict there that needs to be um, rectified. He would be a good one to ask. Um, Archangel Muriel is one that I didn't even know like that other people knew about i i had her she came into some of my readings years ago with this red hair and Um, I kind of like this beautiful light and she's just kind of a bit feisty, but also extremely loving and extremely intuitive. So um, I ended up looking her up and she is considered, yeah, an archangel. It's just not one that many people I find talk about, but I would invite her into your life if you're kind of looking to work with your intuition. She seems quite um, good at helping people to Uh, Really open up to that part of themselves. So she kind of comes with like a softer pink light um, But very much also a gold color I find as well Um, The other one is Archangel Ariel who is the angel of Manifestation and miracles and nature So Ariel is like a strong energy. It actually the name Ariel um, The Archangel Ariel means strength of God. So definitely She is one to to invoke for sure, especially if you're working with animals. I find that um, she's very connected to, to animals and to nature. And there was another one I was thinking. Oh, Archangel Zadkiel. Now, the only reason I know him is because he is the angel of the Gemini, the Zodiac sign Gemini, which is my sign. And Archangel Zadkiel is the angel of forgiveness. Now... I think, and like in my opinion, just from reading literally thousands of people over the years, forgiveness is one of the top most difficult things for us to conquer in this human life. Like I really do believe that that is a major challenge for a lot of people, and I think sometimes it takes lifetimes to work out. So if you need a little extra help, you can can invoke Zadkiel. Shamuel sounds like Shamwow. <laughs> that that um infomercial Shamwow. Um, but Shamuel is the angel of um find the finder of lost things. So it could be missing parts of yourself, parts of your soul. But also, if you're missing your keys, if you've misplaced, I don't know, a passport or something like that. Um, uh, I've had. Instances where people have misplaced their wedding rings, like all kinds of things. And you can ask Samuel, and he will help you. So there's plenty more. You know, there's tons more. I could go on for days. But those are the ones that I find like are my... I mean, I hate to say favorite because they, I love them all, um, but those are the ones that I, I would like to just share with you today. Some of them you might have known, some of them you may not. Um, I would always encourage you guys, no matter what information you hear on this podcast, on any podcast, in a webinar, in a, in a workshop, in a book that you might read or an article that you might read. Always take what you, take what's given, and then experiment with it on your own. You know, see what works for you, see what's true for you, because your experience might be totally different than mine, and that's wonderful. This is just, you know, me giving you maybe a little bit of a nudge in the right direction or putting a little, you know, thought in your mind or an inspiration, something to check out, something to to look forward to learning more about. Now, speaking of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, I do have this one. It's called Miracles and Divine Intervention, 101 Stories of Faith and Hope. And it's by Amy Newmark. So um, Matt gave this to me. We do a thing where um, every Friday we, it's gift day <laughs> and we just get we get each other something small and it's not always like even something that we buy sometimes it's like a little note that we write or um you know if you see a flower we pick it and you know give that to you know give that to the other person or you know get them a a coffee that they weren't expecting or you know it's little things it's not like it's like extravagant gifts every week um but this is one that he picked up for me which it's so funny because I had been thinking, oh, I really, I really wanted to um, get another one because I have a few, but I wanted to get another, another book. So, anyways, he got me this one, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and um, Miracles and Divine Intervention. And I wanted to just read you the first story in it because it's very short, but I thought it was super cool. So it says, "Mr. Gaines to the rescue. You should never feel alone. There's always someone to turn to." It is the guardian angel who is watching over you. So it goes like this. My husband, Joe, had been sent to Iran for a tour of duty. He would be getting out of the army before Christmas, but he was still a soldier now, and he had to go. Come to Kansas, my sister Alice urged when I told her. Load up the kids. We have plenty of room in the house, and they'll love it here. Relief washed over me as she spoke. I hadn't realized how badly I had wished for the invitation. Two-year-old Anthony was a handful, and the baby was teething and fussy most of the day. With Joe's departure, I had to handle everything alone. The trip from our home to Missouri... sorry, our home in Missouri to Kansas would take us approximately seven and a half hours. We had made it almost to the Kansas state line when I pulled into a rest stop to change and feed the kids and let Anthony run around for a bit. He was tired of being strapped in the car seat and he was fussing almost as much as the baby. While Anthony munched on his apple and raisins, the baby pulled hungrily on her bottle. I called to let Alice know that I had finally reached Kansas. Nobody picked up the phone, and when the answering machine came on, instead of the customary greeting, Alice had recorded a message for me. Her mother-in-law had suffered a heart attack in another city, and she and her husband were rushing to be with her. However, she assured me she would be home before I arrived the next day. It was getting late and I was weary of driving. I would check into a motel and rest before undertaking the last leg of my journey. The next morning, as I checked out of the motel, the young man behind the counter gave me his well-practiced, polite smile. Be careful, miss. One of our most famous Kansas summer storms is brewing. I hope you don't have far to go. As I loaded the kids, I calculated how long it would take me to reach Alice's place. With feelings... With feedings and changings, it would probably not be before noon. I used the payphone in the lobby and dialed her number, but I reached the answering machine again and heard the same message. I wasn't concerned because I still had a few hours to drive, and I figured she was probably on her way home. The longer I drove, the darker the sky became, and the strong winds began to oh sorry <laughs> and the strong winds began to buffet my small car i gripped the steering wheel as i fought to keep the car in my lane the rain began to stream down in torrents and lightning lit up the sky The thunder was so loud that it even made me jump, and soon the kids were howling right along with the wind. I kept peering through the windshield, hoping to spot a payphone somewhere. If I could reach Alice, I could let her know that the storm had slowed us down, but that I would arrive at her house within an hour. I finally spotted one outside of a small two-pump service station. I got soaking wet only to reach the answering machine yet again, but according to the radio, storms had sprung up throughout the state. Alice and her husband were probably delayed by the storms, too. Hopefully, they would be home when we arrived. By the time I reached Allison's house, all three of us were exhausted and hungry. The baby had cried herself to sleep after taking her last bottle, and Anthony was giving me his best pout. I was so weary that I hadn't noticed how dark the house was. My heart sank. Nobody was home. I couldn't get into the house, and the kids needed to be changed Fed and comforted. It had been a really hard trip. I looked at Anthony, who seemed too weary to even cry anymore. Honey, I'm going to look for a key. It's okay. Soon you can get out of your car seat and run around all you want to. And I'm sure that Aunt Alice left us lots of good food to eat. I checked under the doormat, the flower pots above the door, anywhere that someone might hide a key. I was near tears myself. Suddenly, I heard a sound like someone softly clearing his throat. An older gentleman in a heavy parka and boots was crossing the yard next door and came toward me. I was taken aback by the way he was dressed in the summer, but I was glad to see anyone at this point. I'm Alice's sister, I said. She must have forgotten to leave me a key. He glanced at my car. My kids are tired and hungry. I shrugged helplessly. What could this stranger do for me? "'He gave me a kind, understanding smile. "'I've had a key to Alice's house for years. "'I keep an eye on things when they're gone.' "'He stuck out his hand. "'I'm Mr. Gaines,' he added with a big grin. "'To the rescue. "'When Alice and her husband arrived a couple hours later, "'she was astonished to see me in the house. "'I've been so worried about you and the kids. "'How did you get inside? "'I would have left a key for you, "'but we felt sure that we'd be home before you arrived.' We had car trouble in Lynchburg and of course the storm slowed us down too. I gave her a surprised look. Mr. Gaines from next door let us in. He said you gave him a key a long time ago. Alice and her husband exchanged astonished looks. Alice shook her head. What did he look like? I shrugged. Around 75 years old, I'd say. Snow white hair, thin, and he was dressed oddly for the weather. He was wearing heavy winter clothes and boots. I thought he must have had dementia. Alice plopped down on the sofa and all the color left her face. That's Mr. Gaines, our next door neighbor, and he, and we did give him a key to the house. She shivered and gave me a wide-eyed look. He had a heart attack last winter while shoveling snow from his driveway. Her voice dropped to barely a whisper. He died. Mr. Gaines was always helping people Alice's husband added, he would do anything for anybody when he was alive. Apparently, he managed to come back and do one more good deed. And that story was from uh, Elizabeth Atwater. And I just thought it was so awesome. What a cool story and just amazing, you know, amazing that she had that experience and that he was able to help this mom, you know, when she needed it. So I hope thats you know, you enjoyed that little story time. <laughs> and, um, I really hope that you enjoyed just chatting a little bit, hearing me chat about angels and spirit guides, there's so much to cover, so obviously these, you know, when I give you a, an episode, it's it's really just scratching the surface, but I hope it finds you well and that it's helpful to you in some way. Wishing you guys the best. I hope that you know you're never alone, and I hope that you get the signs that you're seeking, the signs that you're looking for. I'm offering still um, the magical membership, so if you're interested in that, definitely reach out. Let me know. You can Find me on Facebook, Psychic Medium Melissa White, and um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. If you do like the if you like the show, please do subscribe and uh, share it if if you can, or leave a, a nice review it is helpful. I, I noticed that it does sort of really help to kind of spread the words. So other people can find the podcast. Um, so I appreciate that. So wishing you guys well. God bless you. And I'll talk to you soon.